What's up, everybody? It's your boy Brian here with Triggered Wrestling. Today, we're going to talk about the AEW Continental Classic. We're going to talk about Matt Hardy being frustrated. We're going to talk about AEW reportedly losing $34 million in 2023. All that and more on this episode of Triggered Wrestling. Triggered Wrestling is so awesome all the way around. That gets me triggered. Ooh, okay, well, let's go with the bad trigger right now. See, I'm a, I'm a fan of all of it. We'll force you to watch Triggered Wrestling. time no talk we've been busy with holiday shopping i know i have what about you Ah, yes as well man the holidays are creeping up on everybody right now i mean can you believe it's already december 12th these days are moving fast man hey it's december 13th bro oh yeah my bad my bad <laughs> this guy we're gonna be there people are gonna be listening to this and be like how are they watching aew dynamite on a tuesday but without further ado, I mean, th- lately all these AEW episodes have been kind of blending in all together just because storyline-wise, one could argue that there's minimal storyline going. The-, the entire episodes have been basically been built around this Continental Classic tournament. And uh, some people might like that. Some people might hate that. But it is what it is. I know we did see Edge versus Christian or Adam Copeland versus Christian Cage last week. But I still feel like the Continental Classic is like where everything's going on in AEW. So what are your what are your thoughts now that we are nearing the midway end point of the tournament? The tournament overall has been really fucking great. Starting off the tournament, it looked like there was going to be a lot of top players in there. Then it looked like some people were going to take a few L's, some more than others. I think we predicted Daniel Garcia was going to be the jobber of the tournament. But it looks like Jay Lethal and Mark Briscoe have also been the jobbers of the tournament. Uh, nothing wrong against that. It's just, you know, they're, they're giving it their all, but they, they can't get a W. So, and this is what is completely different from the new japan one is that everybody over there has an actual chance of doing stuff even the comedy characters get wins this is not the case in this aw tournament not the last one the last one had a lot of promising people and it was a disappointing tournament well last one had i mean last time was the first time they they did four brackets they did four groups yeah with noah yeah well no it was well i don't remember if noah was specifically in there i just remember there was a whole bunch of people in that tournament Usually it's a it's a smaller field, uh, but there's a lot of heads this time. But I'm going the classic New Japan Pro Wrestling. When you think about the G1 Climax, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so in this one, like, you just look at the field and you're like, Mark Briscoe, joke, he might get one win. <laughs> Daniel Garcia, fucking jobber. <laughs> Jay Lethal, jobber. <laughs> and to me... Like like this episode today where we had Jay, we had Jay Lethal versus Rush like battling it out for last place, bro. I don't care. Like I never cared in the ben, first not place. Not really because the Rush's match was before Jay Lethal, so Rush needed Mark Briscoe to win. So anything could have happened. They're all in last place, bro. They all have zero points. Rush had. What do you mean? Rush had three. Okay, and he had with six. Three points. Oh my God! Stop. He. Anyway, part story you, being. I'm correcting you. Either way, he's eliminated. So is Jay Lethal and so is fucking Mark Briscoe. They're all eliminated here. Yep. And and it was as expected. Yep. Either way, we knew damn well when we saw this tournament that they weren't going to win it. It was going to be between Jay White, uh, John Moxley, and Swerve. I, I predicted that John Moxley was going to win. And up to right no, now, you, he's undefeated. You said Danielson was going to win. I predicted Swerve Strickland. There's two sides. So I'm, John Moxley was going to win this side. Oh, okay. No, but... The gold side. We predicted the original winner of the whole thing. You said Danielson. Oh, yeah. I said Brian, I yeah. said Brian Danielson, yeah. Yeah. Hey. But either way, I'm talking about just this one half. Oh, yeah. Currently. At least the Booker's son is not booking himself to win a tournament and calling himself the World Cup World Champion of all of wrestling. Oh, and that's Shane O'Mac. That's what it was. That's Shane yeah, O'Mac. That's in the world. Shane O'Mac. Dala, dala. 
Blang, blang. Anyways, but yeah. So, I mean, at least from my perspective, this tournament has not been good. It's been very mediocre at best. To me, the matches have been all great, hard hitting. Every single wrestler, although they're losing, they're getting their pops from the crowd. Today? Yeah, see, we're just two different fans. That's that's the whole thing about about AEW versus WWE, you know? You're okay with watching fucking Mark Briscoe and Jay Lethal go at it for 20 minutes. Bro, I'm not. I don't... I could care less about either of them. Jay White versus Mark Briscoe. I mean, it was clear that Jay Lethal was going to win, and he did. We had Andrade beating... Who the fuck? Who who did he he beat today? Brody King. Brody King. That was a good match to see, but... Is Brody King going to win? No, he was never going to win. Andrade's the one that has an actual storyline and a push. And this is the other thing about the tournament is that they have these rules in place that nobody can come out. No seconds, right? But don't they have like, oh, these people are specifically banned matches also, but then they still show up. Like, but they can't show up during this tournament because, oh my God. Wait, what? I feel like that's ridiculous. Wait, what? What are, what are you talking about? So you're, you're mad because okay, so people can't interrupt in matches? No, I'm just saying like storyline wise. Remember how we they had the story where nobody can interrupt this match. Jericho Appreciation Society can't show up, but they still showed up, right? Oh, yeah. Kind of like uh, the tribal combat match where nobody from the bloodline can interfere, but then they interfere. Exactly. Oh, okay, okay. Like exactly. That, that more recent one. A more recent one. More recent one. Okay. Either way. So all those things are happening, right? But in this tournament... Oh, let's 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 make sure that nobody comes out to help out. But they've been doing it and breaking it the rules this whole Ooh. entire time before. Who's been coming out and helping out their uh, respective op- in this tournament? Nev- not nobody. Oh, okay. But I mean, you see it all the time, like Jericho Appreciation Society. Oh wait, 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 you wait. See, you see it with others. You see it with fucking uh, the 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 Don Callis family. So I don't. I'm not understanding this. So you're complaining that they're following the rules? Yeah. Why follow the rules oh. in this situation, <laughs> but not when it's other situations? Hey, ask the tribal combat match, bro. Ask them. I I'm just saying, bro. But you're no, you're no, straight no, up no, in defense. I'm, I'm, I'm either I'm just way, saying, bro. Like, I mean, you're upset that they're actually following the rules, and you're only they bring- never follow the rules. And I'm saying, like in WWE, if they had a, a thing, they did where, have a thing, the tribal combat match. Exactly, they're not allowed to, but they still show up. And I get it; they're not following the rules. That's their heels, right? But how come those same heels that are just as slithery and slimy in AEW, like Swerve Strickland, he really is out there not getting help, but he had no issue with Brian Cage helping him earlier. But now he's in, he's okay with the rules. I'm not understand. I don't know. Yeah, you are, bro. Stop no. being in defense mode. Defense no, you know mode? damn well. I, I know yes. what you mean, but I'm like, you, you're upset and you're triggered that AEW is like, okay, we have some people complaining out there. Let's set up a rules. Let's set up one strictly rule that says no opponents can have their faction members interfere in matches. And you're upset that you're upset that they're actually following the rules to something that they said that it's the number one rule to this tournament. If you pay attention to what I'm saying, so. They also have that rule when they have other matches, but they also don't follow those rules either. So why is this one all of a sudden like, oh, yeah, we got to follow the rules. But you complain when they don't follow the rules. Now you're complaining when they follow the rules. I'm not complaining that they don't. I'm not complaining that they don't follow the rules. No, I'm not. You're trying to flip around what I'm saying. I'm just pointing out that these are what heels do is that they don't follow the rules. But all of a sudden they're going to follow the rules for no reason. No, what do you mean? It's a tournament. It's the inaugural Triple Crown Champion. Speaking of the Triple Crown I'm not, Champion. I'm not understanding what you... I mean, you're just triggered that a company's nah, following bro. the rules? You know exactly I, what I'm I know trying what to you're say. Trying to you're say. trying to I dance know, around I know it. what you're trying to say. And I'm, I'm telling you right now, yes, I understand heels are supposed to cheat. Heels are supposed to do this. But when you set a ground rules... For example, Finn Finlay got disqualified from the Royal Rumble for using a weapon. The Royal Rumble is a free-for-all. 
Raven used to come out with a shopping cart yes, full of weapons. Yes, it doesn't make sense. Yes, you're bringing up old that, things. That, that, I'm talking well, specifically AEW I, in a tournament. Okay. Well, well, I can't. See, that's the thing I'm trying to tell you. Like, everything that I've seen from wrestling, AAA, New Japan, Lucha Underground, WWE, all those rules that I've grabbed and I've used them in, in AEW because that's how I've learned to watch wrestling following them. And then now that they have a rule that says nobody can interfere in this tournament, you're mad? That they're actually following the rules? Here, you're trying to flip this I'm around. I'm not flipping, bro, no. That's, but that's what you, you're saying, hey, right? You listener in the comments, let us know who's making sense here and who's straight up triggered and in defense mode. <laughs> Adrian. Well, you're, no, you're upset that they're following the rules. I'm not upset. I'm just pointing out flaws in, in the logic here. So you're upset that... Th- I'm just letting... I'm not upset. I'm just upset. pointing it out. You're upset that... I'm not a- upset. I'm pointing it out. You're pointing it out that, hey, AW's following the rules. Let's talk shit about them. I'm not saying that. I'm just <laughs> saying, the like, they have is- no <laughs> issues creating rules and not following them now. But this time, they're like, okay, we'll okay, follow Okay, that's understandable. You could get upset about people setting rules and bookers setting rules and not following them. Oh, what the fuck? This shit is trash. They told us that rules are rules, right? I'm just saying, I was I was upset when uh, Seth Rollins got disqualified in the Hell in a Cell match, bro. Like, that was dumb. Yeah, that, that's dumb, right? That, that's Finley. dumb, it right? It doesn't make sense. We were right there. doesn't make sense. Just, just it like this, just sense. like this tournament. It doesn't just like make this tournament. This, why not? It's just as ridiculous. So you're upset. Now, this is what you're upset that they're following the rules. That's what you're upset about, right? No, I'm not upset. I'm just following. I'm just pointing it out. I'm exposing the business. You're exposing the business I'm by killing ha- the business by having them follow the rules. No, I'm just pointing it out, bro. Take it or leave it. I still don't understand Take it. it it's like, it. so you're triggered and you ni- literally nip. Hey, I have nothing to argue about this show, man. This show was like, eh. But I still have nothing to argue about. Let me just bring. You have nothing to argue about this show, no, I'm bro. Talking about they you. have Rico. I'm talking Rico about you. versus what's her face, and that triggers versus you. Ruby Soho. So, so you rather get mad at people following the rules instead of what you're actually upset about? I'm, I'm not upset. I'm just like I said before. I'm just pointing it out that there's flaws, flaws in the story. How's there flaws? Flaws would be that from heels actually interfering in matches. That would be an actual flaw. No, because that's what heels do. What the? F- Moving whatever. on. Let's talk about somebody who really is truly frustrated about the business, and that is the one and only Matt Hardy, who is frustrated about his booking in AEW. Adrian, you read the reports. We saw the Twitter verse, the X verse about the situation. What did you think? Matt Hardy pretty much just said, you know, it's good for CM Punk to get back. You know, that's what everybody wants, a, a nice welcome. And I'm sure Matt Hardy is seeing Adam Copeland and Edge get their flowers in AEW, getting a, a decent storyline. I mean, I'd be upset too if if I was a legend in the business and, you know, towards the end of my career where I, I can barely move. My brother had some trouble, legal trouble, had to go to rehab, and then I was scheduled to win the tag team titles along with my brother, but then my brother got a DUI. I mean, I'd be upset, but I don't know why he's upset at AEW because AEW was going to give the Hardy Boys the tag team titles. They were going to give him a tag team title run. If it weren't for Jeff Hardy and when he got arrested, that kind of killed it everything for the hardys to me i think it's a personal problem i don't think it's the booker or anybody kind of like how we were talking about jay and jimmy uso oh one is jealous of the other and i'm like well who's getting duis and who is it right obviously if you're not following the rules you're probably gonna get punished and i'm not saying my heart is getting punished but i mean it, it's self-explanatory you know there's a recurring situation with jeff hardy and something's had to get changed I will say that we haven't seen Edge and Christian in a long enough time to the point that they are missed. And the Hardys are literally just, they were just in WWE. 
either just now in AEW. And it's not something people want to see nowadays, regardless of who they used to be. If I were to see them now, it's not something I want to see. For example, I loved Ric Flair as a kid. He had good matches. He had a funny character, you know, jet flying, all that stuff. But did I need to see him do his final match? No, I did not. I already seen it once. I don't need to see it again. And that's kind of how I feel with, with the Hardys. Like, I've seen everything you guys can do and you guys haven't done anything. And this is still the same story. The last story you did is the Hardy family office where you got to win people's contracts. And you guys kept doing that same storyline between you for like a year and a half, a year, where Matt Hardy was the slave of Ethan Page, and then they flipped it over. And then as soon as Ethan Page is the slave to them, they stop appearing on TV, right? Like the whole storyline's over. Yeah. And now Ethan Page is, is doing his own thing in Ring of Honor, and they still got the half of Private Party with them for some reason. Yeah, that was uh, that was all over the place, and I think it was more on... On the creative freedom of Matt Hardy, he was copying the whole Vince McMahon thing. No third-party affiliates. You know, you can't work outside of the company. It got some pop, but I don't think it got the pop Matt Hardy wanted. So I think they just had to scrap that. Yeah, and this is the thing about the creative freedom in AEW because, I mean, there's a lot of creative people, but there's a lot of stuff that needs to be filtered a little bit because it's, it's just not hitting. So he said they had this good storyline that he had wanted to do, but uh, who knows how really good it was or it was going to be like he tried to do the broken Matt Hardy thing again in WWE as Woken Matt Hardy. And then it was him and Bray Wyatt together. And that was just kind of like, all right, we've seen this for like three years now. Yeah, that broken Matt Hardy was what's at his peak in Ring of Honor. I lost entrance when he went to WWE and then they made him a tag team with The Fiend or Bray Wyatt. Everybody thought... Oh, yeah, can't wait to watch that dream match between Broken Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt. That one's going to be a a must-see match, and then it just never saw that. They ended up teaming. They were acting goofy. Yeah, no, and then after that, just the Matt Hardy character didn't really elevate. It didn't reach its uh, its old Ring of Honor days. You know, technically, I think it was on Impact where he did that character. Oh, yeah, my bad. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things where, like, you're not doing anything new. You're doing the same stuff. And I get that at some point, it's just that's who you are, but you can't keep wrestling that same style. Yeah, you were. I remember you were saying that... Um, that they needed to change their style because, you know, they can't really be doing the same things they used to do back in the day, you know? Yeah, they really can't. Moving on. We got a report from WrestleNomics that AEW is projected to lose $34 million in 2023. This caused quite the stir considering that AEW was over here throwing out that they've grossed over $150 million, that it's the most that they've ever grossed in their four years as a company, but yet they're still losing money. Adrian, what do you think about this? Um, Technically, yes, it did gross $154 million this year, which is, I think, $54 more than last year, but it turns out that their expenses were at $188, so that's where the discrepancy comes in, and it turns out that they're wasting more money than they're actually getting renovating, so yeah, that, that's where the $34 million loss in revenue comes from. But $20 2024 should be a wake-up year for Tony Khan. Um, Late 2024, AEW's TV deal is up with Warner Brothers Media, so the man needs to make some changes. I know a lot of people online were saying budget cuts coming. Um, what What do you say about that? What do you think? And this is the thing is that a lot of people are saying, especially in AEW, seems like they're expecting to double their television rights deal next time they sign. But in my head, I'm like, okay, when AEW first started, they were making a million per show. Now it's like 700, 850 for Wednesday and then Friday and Saturday. I mean, it's not even worth talking about. 
it's not even hitting 400k. So I guess where I'm going here with this here is if you're paying for what ratings you're getting, you're you're getting less views than you did before when you first signed the contract. And for the extra two shows, you're, I mean, there's a lot of shows, dude, that just get like 300k views and and don't need to be produced like like AEW does, you know, like just put a rerun on for an hour on Friday instead of paying for AEW. Yeah, that's what um I think I was talking to a fan. I, I would either that or I was talking to you. I don't remember. Um, I think yeah, Rampage just needs to go in my opinion, and just fucking put Ring of Honor on Rampage time slot, make it a two hour show. That way we have a weekly Ring of Honor show. I wouldn't mind seeing that. You at least get to see the Ring of Honor people on regular ass TV. The CW still has some talks with um, NWA Power. I mean, a lot of people are coming up in the wrestling business. A lot of companies are getting TV deals. I mean, I don't know why Tony Khan is just doesn't get rid of Rampage and just puts Ring of Honor on TV. He really needs to hire somebody to do the creative work because it seems like he is running Dynamite and then whatever's left over is on Rampage and then whatever's going on in Collision is completely separate than what's going on on Dynamite, but it's not as equal to AEW Dynamite and the fans know this. That's why they don't really watch it and they just keep an eye out on the results. It's not must-watch TV when it was the first couple weeks of Rampage. It was different. I liked it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the new presentation. CM Punk gets fired and then the next week is like then the Young Bucks and it's back to being like a weird Rampage slash Dynamite show which has no continuity with the story. Not really. No, it's um, I think that was the one and only time that the Young Bucks went there. Like it was goofy for like that episode and after that. Yeah, that episode was extremely goofy and and I think that's when most people stopped watching. Like most people are watching it because they want to see CM Punk. They want to see Andrade, Miro, Thunder Rosa was promoted to be on on this show. Scorpio Sky was promoted. Scorpio Sky, exactly. And well, to be fair, when CM Punk came back the second time, he wasn't a sold out United Center, even though he said he was. Yeah, just fans lost interest, even with CM Punk on the roster. Now, but CM Punk on Monday Night Raw with Rollins. Yeah, and we'll talk about that shortly as well. But before we do that, let's talk about a newly crowned North American champion, Dragon fucking Lee. How do you feel about that? I mean, he just got lucky that Wesley got injured, bro. Because if Wesley (laughs) didn't go down, he would not be champion. And he even said so himself. He said, the only reason I'm champion is because Wesley got injured. Damn. But, but why did he get a title shot, man? I mean, okay, let me ask, does the draft still matter in WWE or is it just a uh, whatever thing? Because, I mean, if we want to talk about following rules. We should be talking about that promotion following its own rules, right? You know, they they mm. went away from the draft meaning anything, but it seems like they're kind of trying to bring it back a little bit to the certain extent, though, because you still see Cody Rhodes on SmackDown or CM Punk on Raw, SmackDown, and the NXT, but then you see Dom on NXT, you see Dragon Lee on NXT, NXT, you see Dragon Lee on Monday Night Raw. Like, it, it's it's very all over the place. So it doesn't matter then? I'm going to honestly say it doesn't matter. So when they're having this whole conversation of Randy Orton, where are you going to sign? CM Punk, where are you going to sign? At the end of the day, it doesn't fucking matter because yeah. you can just go to the yeah. other show anyways. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, the draft, it's okay for certain things. Like, if you're going to have separate tag division, then that's fine. But there's only one tag team title. So, they're going to be having to go to Monday Night Raw and SmackDown. So, it's... it's, Have the Judgment Day been on SmackDown recently? uh, No, it's been a while since they've been on SmackDown. Mostly, it's honestly just just Dominic Mysterio showing up occasionally, I think. Oh, so they're pulling a a Roman Reigns and not showing up to their own show, right? Yeah, and then, I don't know, that fool hasn't been on TV in so long. Like, who's the champion? it's it's seth rollins like 
he's Roman Reigns has been missing on TV for too long, and I get he's going to be back soon, but still, you can't have your world champion at least be unmentioned. I mean, he's being mentioned, right, by Jamie Uso and everything, but he's like a non-character right now, like Brock Lesnar was. Even worse than that, because Brock Lesnar was still the only world heavyweight champion back then, you know? Yeah. I think even Oldberg showed up every week, too. I mean, he was only for like, what, just the little promos here and there, but damn. Yeah, they really just need to have a champion that shows up. I can understand like one week, yes, one week, no, one week, yes, one week, but I mean, like two months, two and a half months that I haven't seen this guy, one month, that's too much. That's too much. Oh, sorry. I, I got sidetracked over the Dragon Lee, man. I don't, I don't know. Just, I only mentioned Dragon Lee because his brother Rush won today. We were on the topic of Dynamite, correct? Yeah, we're talking about Dynamite. Rush won, but he still got eliminated from the, yeah. from the tournament because Jay Lethal won. Be- or sorry, not Jay Lethal. Jay White. Too many Jays. Speaking of too many Jays, uh, Jay Lethal versus Jay White on Collision this past week. It was uh, it was a great match, but the fans, the crowd had a blast. Uh, they were saying, let's go, Jay. Jay sucks. They were having the whole uh, fan chant off. Let's go, Jay. Jay sucks. Let's go, Jay. Jay sucks. I'm like, what the fuck are you guys talking about, bruv? That's that's some uh, neckbeard humor right there for you, Adrian. Yeah, that shit was funny, bro. AW fans know who is who. They're allowed to have different names. Like other companies were like, damn, I think Michael Cole and Adam Cole will be related if they're on the same show, huh? Yeah, I think they know. We need to change their names. Yeah, change their names, bro. Adam Cole should have stayed in WWE as the manager of Bearcat Lee. Oh, yeah. Bearcat Lee sounds a lot better right now. Bro, that guy... Fucking Keith Lee, He's man. He's teaming up with Shane Taylor at Ring of Honor Final Battle, but... No, they're, fight- they're fighting each other, not teaming up. No, they're teaming up. They already had a fight against each other. No, they're- yes, they did. But now they're, they're having a, a rematch. A rematch? Yeah, they're not teaming up. It's them. Tell, tell me the yeah. six month long story leading up to this match, Brian. I don't watch Ring of Honor TV, bro. So <laughs> I can tell you that. <laughs> but uh, I, I mean, I had to Google Shane Taylor, who he was the first time. And then he showed up on AEW when uh, they were making the Take 21 comment, right? With Keith yeah, Lee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he was gone. And then I'm assuming something happened on Ring of Honor, but I haven't seen Keith Lee or Shane Taylor. But they're going to be wrestling at Final Battle. All right. So moving on, let's go talk about Monday Night Raw because that's what really. That's the the meat and potatoes of what is interesting on the wrestling week. We had Rollins and CM Punk cut a, some would say, a producerless promo straight off from the cuff. Never before seen. Adrian, what did you got to say about this? Pretty much what I've been saying about Punk. Uh, I'm not buying whatever he's selling. I'm not seeing the same old Punk. And I'm not just talking about the Punk I saw in AEW. I'm talking about the Punk. I was in WWE, the anti-corporate, the anti-McMahon, the anti-anything. I'm just going to do me, no characters, no gimmicks. I'll never apologize. I'll never compromise. I will always be me. And I'm not seeing that from Punk. Um, He's out here hugging people, which is fine. That's fine. I'm, you know, but when, when you grow your fan base by being the anti-corporate, basically you're, you're the rebel of the company, and then you come back and you're not the same. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm still a fan of his. I'll, I'll see what, what WWE has to offer more. But similar to what WWE is doing to Cody Rhodes. I'm not liking Cody Rhodes' run. Still a fan of him as well. Same with uh, Roman Reigns. Still a fan of him. Still a fan of Punk. I'll let you go ahead and start with a Seth Rollins promo guy. Because that's your guy. I mean, I know you got a lot to say about Seth Rollins and his promo. Because it was copy and paste from... It, it was. <laughs> from the, it was. So, so defend the... it before I start. There's nothing to defend. I mean, it's pretty much... It, it, it's not copy and paste. 
it's it's a storyline that was built before CM Punk was even released from AEW, where Seth Rollins was talking shit, uh, wearing his cowboy hat and his jean shirt and jeans, <laughs> saying that the hope he never comes back. He's a cancer. We don't need you. And I feel like those seeds were built in from then because they already had a conversation that when my contract's up, I'm going to go to WWE because he was already not having a good time in AEW. So it's just the natural thing to say is that you can't call this your home because you haven't been here for 10 years. You didn't like this place for 10 years. We're talking shit. You joined the rivals. They kicked you out because you couldn't handle their shit. So now you're back over here trying to take over the shit. You know, like I'm not going to let you do that kind of thing. So it's just the natural storyline. Very similar to what Adam Page had to say to CM Punk, which was similar, very similar to this promo. I'm not defending. It's just a natural story to do in this situation. Yeah. Yes, I understand Rollins does feel some type of way. It could be his home. He is a WWE workhorse. Uh, when a former AEW talent signs with WWE, he's there to take the L and he's going to do it again. I didn't buy this not one bit. I didn't see emotion coming from Rollins. I, I didn't see... It wasn't genuine to me. And then after saying, like, I'm going to protect my home from people like you, similar to Hangman Adam Page, Rollins says, and with every fiber of my body, I'm going to say this to you. I hate you. And I'm like, what the the fuck is this bro say what you chest bruv make it believable i didn't buy not one bit from seth rollins promo um and a lot of people were saying oh cm punk can't reference the other company because of the nda drew mcintyre did seth rollins did they worked around it in this little promo there's ways it can go around it i mean if i was seth rollins i wouldn't have copied amen adam page you know i would have said something like this you know i'm tired of you people coming into my territory think you guys run this place blah 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 blah. i've been watching you for so many years you've been talking a lot of shit and i've been waiting for this moment you know i didn't buy anything from rollins i mean he's first he said he doesn't want him then 30 seconds later he's like i'm glad you signed with raw i'm like so what is it do you want him in your house or do you not bro because you're out here opening the door closing the door i know there was no producer but god man someone hand the man a script because he was all over the place with that promo bro stop you know he damn well he meant like you're here i'm glad you came here that way i can fight your ass yeah and he's gonna take the l honestly yeah so that's the thing about cm punk he signed himself to the devil literally because that guy is on raw he's on smackdown he's on nxt yeah he's probably gonna be on nxt again he's yep. gonna be on raw and smackdown yep. he's gonna win the royal rumble or lose and but he's he's gonna get to main event wrestlemania yep for sure night yep. one he's main eventing wrestlemania against seth rollins yep. and he's gonna fucking take an l rollins or punk punk is gonna take an l at wrestlemania really oh that would be yeah that would be very he's very gonna surprising. get his dream main event that he wanted from the get-go in the buy one get one free extravaganza just like aw all in bro he's gonna get the main event but he's gonna lose all in he got he was a, he was the first match in bro i know but i'm just saying oh, yeah. buy one get one free extravaganza but either way he's gonna he's gonna lose at the main event of wrestlemania night one really you think so you think punk came back just to take an l at mania he came yeah, he's going to get his main event. At this point, he just he's trying to fix his wrestling career based off of the way it ended at AEW. He's uh out for vengeance, kind of like the enemy of my enemy is my friend. So he's got to be played by W's rules to stick it to AEW and all those little children that he used to work with back there. His words, not mine. Speaking of those little children, who do you think is the devil that threw a uh, hangman page onto the car? 
Ooh, so at the beginning of Dynamite this week, Samoa Joe came out and he believes that it was Hangman Adam Page because the beer bottle that was next to Maxwell Jacob Freeman's head was a certain beer that a certain cowboy drinks and he name called Hangman Adam Page. Hangman Adam Page comes out and he says, well, if you got something to say, bro, at me. Don't throw little jabs. If you want to call me out, call me out. Samoa Joe says, I'm not here doing an investigation. I'm here being an executioner and he thinks that it's hangman adam page so in a way we have something right there but after the show ended hangman adam page went through real glass um then a fan pointed out which he messaged us i don't know if you saw the message he said one week uh anthony bones gets thrown through a glass window another week maxwell jacob freeman gets a glass bottle broken to the dome and then this week hangman adam page gets pushed through a glass window this fan is predicting that it could be Jungle Jack Perry. And the evidence is there, and it's solid evidence. Yeah, I'm going to say it's Jack Perry. At first, I thought it was going to be Mustafa Ali, because this is Retribution 101 from WWE SmackDown. Back in the day when they had the hacker, they had the fucking masked hackers. It's the straight copy of this, but it's going to be Jack Perry. Who do you think is the other three goons that he has with them, or four? Four goons that he has with him. One of them is probably Wardlow, or Wardlow is acting like one of the attackers because someone pointed out that they're using the same boots. Yes. And then he mysteriously comes out with messy hair, like right after the second. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, if he's actually part of the group, I don't know, but I know he's been under the hood some of these times, but uh, we'll see there. But it's going to be Jack Perry. Uh, someone said the kingdom. It's not going to be the kingdom because one of the guys is part of the Down Callis family. Um, speaking of the Don Callis family, bro, what happened to them? What the fuck is up with Takeshi? They're on Rampage, dragging uh, up W's as a tag team with him and Will Hobbs. Got it. All right. They just seemed like so interesting and like the thing to watch, and now they're just gone. Like none of none of them are even part of this fucking tournament, which is sad. No, they're not gone. They're on rampage. Well, I mean, come on, bro, stop. That's like saying, oh yeah, no, they're around. They're they around. around. Rampage. All right. Moving on, Adrian. From one tournament to another, let's go with the SmackDown tournament over here, man. Because uh it's not going great for a lot of people, man. It's ass i mean you already knew kieran cross was gonna be the jobber i mean kieran cross is bro they should no disrespect i don't want people to get released but i mean he came with a lot of promise his first return was a was a little uh segment with roman reigns and you're really gonna quote unquote plant the seeds with that and then not do anything with it Mm. then he choked out aj styles remember that oh did he yeah he also choked out aj styles and then I think AJ Styles got injured or some shit, and then that got dropped. Yeah, I remember. I remember the, uh, the when AJ Styles and Kieran Cross had that match. It looked like Kieran Cross was sandbagging them, and a lot of botches happened. Yeah, Kieran Cross has been doing a lot, whole lot of nothing. Yeah, the tournament. I mean, I, yeah, Santos Escobar was gonna beat Dragon Lee. Bobby Lashley was gonna beat Kieran Cross. Theory versus Owens, we'll see where that happens. Uh, Carmelo Hayes versus Grayson Waller, we'll see where that happens. Some people are saying Carmelo Hayes is going to get replaced because of getting attacked on Tuesday. Who really knows? By the time this comes out, we'll probably already have the answer. But uh, I could see Theory and Grayson Waller winning. I I could see Owens and Carmelo Hayes winning. It would be interesting to see Theory versus Grayson Waller to see who goes to the finals. It would be, but... Is that going to happen? But who who really knows? We're not going to get that. 
Matt, probably not, but I mean, it'll be interesting. On the, at least this side of the bracket, it's a little bit harder to discern who's going to win. Uh, Bobby Lashley and Santos Escobar, who do you think is going to win that? I mean, that's going to be kind of hard to, to guess, too. Yeah, I mean, you have two people who are you do who you're doing a gimmick push to. The Soup Business and Bobby Lashley, and then you have Santos Escobar going solo. Yeah, it's a, it's a hard one to decide, but you got to pick one. Knowing WWE, they might do a DQ, then a DQ on the other side, and then a Fatal 4-Way somehow, and then, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, it's gonna be a it's gonna be the elimination chamber. Oh, it's gonna be Santos Escobar, Bobby Lashley, Logan Paul, fucking Carmelo Hayes. Oh yeah, since since we couldn't decide and we had a lot of draws, <laughs> then you guys all go to the elimination chamber. Maybe, bro. Maybe we'll see what happens with that. But uh, if you if you were to guess though, from these eight men's. These eight mans. Well, he now six mans. Who do you think is going to win? I mean, to me, hands down, it has to be Bobby Lashley. Hands down. I mean, really? I mean he hasn't done squat after, after what? After, damn, I don't remember him doing anything this year, to be honest, besides winning the Andre the Giant Battle Royale and then getting a bullshit-ass standing ovation at Mania and, yeah, nothing. I would like to see Carmelo Hayes win because he debuted in NXT winning the men's breakout tournament. Of course, the new men's breakout tournament just came out and Lexus King just got added to it. So he's probably going to win. But it would be interesting to see that his call up is in this tournament that he wins and ends up being the champion and beating Logan Paul. I think that'd be interesting. Really? Over Lashley? Yeah, bro. Carmelo Hayes is Over legit. Over Santos Escobar? Well, technically, he only has to beat Grayson Waller, Theory, or Owens, and then one of the other two. Yeah, I mean, either either or, but really? I mean, I mean, they're trying to build Santos Escobar. I mean, if anybody should have gotten a North American title shot, it should have been Santos Escobar, right? That's just my opinion, personally. Um, then you still could have done the whole, oh, go from NXT to SmackDown type of thing. I don't know. I'd- yeah. Dragon Lee has lost what three matches in a row, and then randomly gets awarded a title match. I mean, sounds like a, sounds like a lot of Tony Khan booking over there. They're just trying to give him some run to get some experience in the ring. Uh, kind of like Dominic Mysterio, he's working every house show. He's doing dark matches. They're trying to give him some more ring work. But you guys let us know who you think is going to win the SmackDown Cup. Let us know in the comments below. And don't forget to follow us and subscribe. Yes, we are Triggered Wrestling on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, on Twitter, X. We are Trig underscore wrestling. But also on the other side on Raw, I know we're all over the place now. Um, There was a segment where Adam Pearce invited Prince Puma, Ricochet, Kofi Kingston, and Chad Gable to his office to talk about the Intercontinental Championship. Why is he talking to three jobbers about Gunther's Intercontinental Championship? Do you have any idea? No idea, bro. But Gunther, see, this, he needs to win the Royal Rumble, bro. There's so many fucking things that I really want to happen. Like Rollins, I want to. I want to see Rollins versus CM Punk. I do want to see Corey Rose versus Shinsuke. I want to see Drew try to finish his story, either taking out Jey Uso or something. Gunther, I still want him to be Intercontinental Champion when he eventually challenges for the World Heavyweight Title, and I hope he wins and is a dual champion, like when it was uh, the Ultimate Warrior versus Hulk Hogan. Like that was fucking dope. Seth Rollins wasn't he a U.S. Champion and World Champion? U.S. Champion, yeah. And world champion, yep. Gunther deserves that, bro. Gunther fucking deserves to be, like, that fucking beast. Oh, yeah, he does. Most definitely. I don't know if you heard reports that it's Gunther is going to face Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. I don't know if you've seen that. I did not see those reports, but I would love to see that. That would be great. I mean, we got robbed of Batista versus Brock Lesnar in their prime. And I would be upset if you get robbed of Gunther and Brock Lesnar. Is this Brock Lesnar taking over the Undertaker's gimmick of WrestleMania? He just shows up for WrestleMania? I mean... He's he's the money man. He should. 
My opinion. Yeah, man. Deffel's Deffel's dope. And his daughter's over here being the shot put fucking champ of her college. She's going to be probably representing Team USA at the Olympics. Get a WWE belt after. Get a WWE belt after. (laughs) Damn. But uh, I know you mentioned Drew Story. What is that exactly? Because I have no idea what that is. Watch product. Watch Monday Night Raw, bro. He's got a story. Everybody in WWE's got a story to finish, bro. What's Drew's story? That he was one second away from beating Roman Reigns till Solo Sokoa pulled his foot out and cost him the title. But he's mad at Jey Uso for some reason. And he he, he needs to finish his story as to, to become champion. Because he never got a fair shake as champion because he, he won his... He got his WrestleMania moment in front of crickets. Because of COVID. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is not adding up. The math ain't mathy, my guy. So, Jay Uso came to Raw, and there was a superstar that needed to go to SmackDown, right? Technically, yes. So, why didn't Drew McIntyre say, Hey, I have some business to settle with a certain tribal chief and a certain solo Sokoa. I want to put my name and go over to SmackDown to finish my story. Why didn't Drew McIntyre speak up and say those words? That's a good question. I have no idea. Damn, so he's finishing the story in a book that doesn't even have his story? Oh my god. <laughs> so you know you know like in your own head when you're when there's this meme, he's like when you find out you're not the main character. <laughs> and he, <laughs> yes. He's just like he's like, What you don't hear you there's a meme and it's just so funny. It's like a little video. He's like, What you mean? He's like, I'm here too. And he's just like, Who is this? He's like, he doesn't even know my name. He's like, Am, am I the side character? <laughs> Or like when people go to a spot and be like, let me get the usual. Bro, I don't fucking know you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Fuck. No, I mean, he's, he's just the side. Honestly, if the draft doesn't mean anything, I'm, I'm all for Drew. I'm a big Drew fan. I know a lot of fans are not. I, I think Drew's still one of the best champions. He's literally, I think he's better than Kofi, uh, Braun Strowman, respectively, Bray Wyatt, Kofi Kingston. Drew McIntyre really does need to quote-unquote finish his story, but he needs to do it on SmackDown. I mean, what is he doing on Raw? I mean, he's over here literally playing CM Punk's character really badly, in my opinion. So go over to SmackDown, do that CM Punk character over there, finish your story. Yeah. <laughs> you know, speaking of side characters, Shinsuke Nakamura, bro. I had no idea who the fuck he was talking about. We was talking about Cody Rhodes this whole time is what we, we discovered, yes, right? Yes, what the fuck? But he is such a good fucking villain like in, in this gatekeeper fucking main event jobbers thing. But he's growing on me. Like I always was always a big Shinsuke Nakamura fan, but seeing him in this character, even if he's losing, I don't care. Keep losing, bro. I'm just happy you're on TV now. Oh, hell yeah. I remember we were, I was doing that interview with Distance Nerding. And um, a good friend, Phil, he was saying that Shinsuke Nakamura is labeled as the King of Strong Style, but he hasn't really done anything that resembles a King of Strong Style. But then we mentioned the new character of Shinsuke Nakamura, and this is literally the character that fits the name, the King of Strong Style. You know, it's I'm liking the promos backstage or the recorded promos with the subtitles. It's just so Shinsuke Nakamura, and this is the character that Shinsuke needed from the beginning. I mean, yes, wins and losses matter, whatever. I can say he's a jobber but so i mean he's on tv like you said he's a great character i I need to see more of shinsuke like this and i need him to start winning some feuds because uh yeah that i mean you can be the great character that you are but if you're losing feuds eventually people are gonna lose interest you know eventually you'll be the miz (laughs) 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 or i mean or you'll get fired honestly you'll probably get fired the miz has this remarkable staying power just because of his sheer charisma the a-lister second to none the goat 
Speaking of goats, Enzo Amore was name dropped today on AEW Dynamite. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh fuck. that was a cringy ass. Speaking of cringy ass segments, and I'm not talking about the Rollins Punk. That one was a cringy ass segment, man. Um, Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega had bad chemistry on the mic. Ricky Starks delivered a heartfelt promo, but ended it with like, you guys are scumbags. And then even Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho are like, really? Scumbags? That's really what you came up with? It was so cringe. But yes, your boy Enzo Moore got dropped. So Enzo to AEW confirmed. Enzo is doing his own thing right now. And in, in, uh, is it Impact? Yes. He's somewhere. MLW somewhere. I forgot where he's at. But shout out to Enzo Amore. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen his matches on YouTube. I know we were talking about one of his matches uh, recently. I think it was like a couple months back. He's just improved a lot in his wrestling. Yeah. Uh, like a yeah, lot. He was teaming with Starboy Charlie versus... I forgot the other yes, two people. Yes, yes. Something the Performance Center needed to do because they couldn't teach my boy or your boy Enzo Amore how to wrestle and he's doing it somewhere else. Everybody and their mama knows how to wrestle, bro. Okay, let me rephrase that. Not everybody and their mama knows how to <laughs> wrestle, but chances are if you're in a wrestling ring, you probably know a thing or two about being in a wrestling oh, yeah. ring. But you don't. You need that star power to make it as far as as he did. And it's. I wonder. I don't know why he's not getting the chance anymore. He's a loud mouth. Yes, he had those allegations that were dropped. Who knows if they're true? Is that why companies are staying away from him? I don't know. But I would like to see him in either AEW or WWE in the near future. Speaking of companies staying away from some individuals, there was recently video footage of Alberto del Rio working a indie show today. Or I think it was over the weekend. And it was around probably less than 70 people in attendance. And that's me being generous. I think there was like 30 max around there. And obviously, you know Alberto Del Rio. He was at WrestleMania in front of 70,000 people. And to go from that to now, I mean, how do you feel about that? How do I feel about it? I, I don't care. He, I mean, if somebody paid him enough money to go, I'm sure he was going to go. I'm sure he doesn't need to be wrestling. It's just somebody gave him a good, a fair amount of money to do it, and he went to go do it, you know? Yeah. I'm not going to pay too much attention to it. Shit, if I got paid, I would go too. You know what yeah, I mean? I mean, <laughs> technically, yeah. I mean, he, got his, he, got, he gets paid just to show up. He doesn't care how many people are there as long as he gets his back, right? Exactly, bro. You get your money. If somebody's going to pay it for you, who, who are you to not pick up the dough? Facts, facts. And before we leave, let's talk about Judgment Day. The faction that runs WWE. <laughs> you know how I feel about Judgment Day, bro. I don't think they run shit. I think they're a bunch of goofballs. This is just a waste of time. Waste of space. But I am liking our truth fucking with them. They are finally doing what I've been saying they are. They're, they're goofballs and they're finally acting like goofballs. So now I'm like, all right, cool. I'll entertain this tomfoolery. And I like it. What, 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 what about you uh, out there? Our truth out there fucking... Uh, breaking into the Judgment Day's clubhouse and decorating and doing a bunch of shenanigans. I think r going to be the new leader of Judgment Day. Ray Ripley's going to get kicked out and it's going to be Damien Priest in charge of these knuckleheads and eventually it's going to go to shit and then uh, Ray Ripley's going on her own. Dom and Finn Balor are going to go off on their own and eventually it's going to be Finn versus uh, Damien Priest again because they were going to go off on each other before but they didn't end up because they ended up winning the title together, remember? Yeah. So we're going to see that storyline play out again, but in a different way. And our truth is going to be the special guest referee. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, bro, you have. 
Damn. Shit. I mean, I don't know. You got. You got. I don't mean. I don't know if that's how they're gonna book it, bro. But if I was booking it, I would feel like that would be must watch. Paul Levesque, call my guy, bro. If you have his number, let me give it to you right now, Paul Levesque. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, no, no. bro. I mean, shit. I'll do yeah. That. I mean, to be fair, they were actually finally being funny. The how they've I've said they were. I mean, in their in ring promo, they kept saying we run the Judgment Day runs WWE and puts the entire locker room on notice and. Puts the Creed Brothers on notice. Our truth comes out, starts doing the little segment. They jump our truth, then the Creed Brothers come and defend our truth. And then guess what happened? Two individuals known as the Creed Brothers take out the entire Judgment Day faction and they cowardly walk away like goofballs. That was fucking hilarious because they don't run shit, they're not intimidating. They're not putting anybody on notice. And like I've been saying before, they're jobbers with a push. A never-ending push. An entertaining push, nonetheless. Because mm-hmm. I love the Judgment Day. Yeah. Ray Ripley. Dom Mysterio is good. He's grown on so many people. Like, honestly, most improved wrestler of the year, 2023. You can't give it to anybody else other than him. And this is why, we, like you said earlier on the show, we have different interests in wrestling, you know? Because, uh... If you're a top faction and you're calling yourself the top dogs, the dogs that run the place. Mm, okay, but who would you give most improved wrestler to then if it wasn't him? To be honest, most improved wrestler, I would still say Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch is my eyes, bro. She's been putting in excellent matches. Not Jesus recently stories, but her matches. I know a lot of people don't like Becky Lynch. Oh, she lost a touch. She's 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 not the same ever since she got pregnant. Oh, Becky Lynch is boring. No, she is not, bruv. Look at all of Becky Lynch's matches with all the NXT talent that she had. Tegan Knox, Indy Hartwell, Zia Lee, Lyra Valkyrie. What's the other one that uh, that had the title shot with Rhea Ripley that I forgot her name? Shannon no, Beasley. the other one, the other one, the other one uh, that she came out with, uh, Trish Stratish. Oh, Zoe, Zoe Starks. Starks. Yes, look at all the Becky Lynch matches with all those five women. Every single one of those matches was a banger. She also had a match with Tiffany Stratton on NXT. A match with Trish Stratus in a cage match. Becky Lynch is literally putting the women's division on her back. And the reason why I said this is because look at all those five women, including Trish Stratus, and look at their matches before Becky Lynch. They're boring. They're not really that great of wrestlers. They're pretty much uh, snack break matches. But when those women went up against Becky Lynch... Those matches were must-see TV. You yourself said Trish Stratus and Becky Lynch stole the show at No Mercy. Nobody argued that. Becky Lynch, first match with uh, Zoe Starks. Great fucking match. The second one wasn't as great as the first one, but it was still a great fucking match. Indy Hartwell was an amazing wrestler versus Becky Lynch. And the following weeks, Indy Hartwell had a match with Zia Lee. The match was mid. Then Becky Lynch had a match with Zia Lee. The match was fucking great. Like, Becky Lynch is so fucking good that she's making these women look fucking amazing. And to me, I think, uh, yeah, she's already an established wrestler, but I th- I think she's still wrestler of the year, man or woman, in my opinion. Well, let us know what you think in the comments below. Once again, we are Triggered Wrestling. Most probably, stay triggered. Bang, bang. <laughs>